Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2367, Multi-Generational Tax Minimization, part two, by Jeremy of GoCurryCracker.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Now, today's episode is actually a continuation from yesterday. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 2366. But if you're all caught up, let's get right back into it and hear part two as we continue optimizing your life. Multi-generational tax minimization, part two, by Jeremy of GoCurryCracker.com. Multi-generational tax minimization, Go Curry Cracker Junior Edition. I'm unlikely to predict our own taxes over the coming decades, let alone juniors over the next seven but we can give it a shot. Here's a simple enough thought experiment. I'll be 45 this year. Junior just turned four. If I earmark $200,000 in my IRA as Junior's inheritance, invested for future real growth of 7% a year, then it will be worth about a million dollars when I hit required minimum distribution age in 25 years or so. My life expectancy is somewhere around 85 years old. Even with RMDs, the original 200 grand will grow to about 1.3 million by the time I reach age 85. If I pay tax on those RMDs, if any, out of my own pocket and let the RMD funds continue to grow 7% in a taxable account, then they will grow to an additional 1.3 million. Junior's total inheritance, 2.6 million around age 40, 1.3 million in a traditional IRA, and 1.3 million in stocks and a taxable account. The economist was right about this one. The simplest way to become rich is to be born to the right parents. Based on the 4% rule, this could sustain a cost of living of $104,000 a year. Dividends of 2% would pay 26,000 a year. The RMD the following year would be about $36,000 or 2.58%. Now, what would his tax situation look like assuming the tax code of the future resembles that of today? If he were married with no other income, spending 4%, withdrawing additional funds from an IRA, taxes would be about $6,500 with a top marginal rate of 12%. If he instead withdrew basis from the stock in the taxable fund, taxes would be about $2,000, but greater in the future. 
If he were single, taxes would be about $14,000 with a top marginal rate of 22%. If he were married and earning a median income, single income household, all of the RMD would be taxed at 12% and all of the dividends at 15% for a total inheritance-related tax bill of $8,000. Which of these situations is most likely to apply? Probably all of them at various points, but as the RMD levels increase rapidly, these tax rates are likely to be the lowest that will ever be paid. By the time Junior is 60 years old, the RMD will be more than $100,000 a year. Hence, if we have the opportunity to pay 10% on Roth conversions anytime between now and our ultimate demise, then we should probably do so, and maybe even a little at 12%. Mathematically speaking, choosing to pay 10% now on a Roth conversion is equivalent to paying 10% on a larger withdrawal 60 years from now, associative property of multiplication. But doing so could guarantee that the future rate isn't much greater than 10% a real possibility considering the aggressive RMD rate increase for an inherited IRA, as well as our own potential to pay a very real death tax. But can we be more specific? It's hard to take action when things are a little vague, but such is the future. Although I could use the same methodology that I used to analyze in the article, is your 401k too big, to get something a little more precise. For a married couple with no other income, If the IRA value exceeds any of the thresholds displayed in the chart linked in this article, then tax rates will exceed a specific marginal rate. Example, if the IRA exceeds about 1.4 million for a 40-year-old, then taxes will need to be paid at a rate above 12%. If other income, like a job, fills the standard deduction, taxed at 0%, and 10% bracket, taxed at 10%, slightly below median incomes, then thresholds are lower and we need to reduce our allowed IRA values by roughly $600,000, the tax 10% line, to 800 to 900,000 to avoid paying tax above a 12% rate. We're stating it differently. If Junior's inherited IRA is on track to exceed about 800 to 900,000 in value, which it will, we should do Roth conversions at rates lower than 12% to get the size back below those levels. Conclusions. It's good to be born to parents with a head for money, but planning for tax minimization over multiple lifetimes is still a real challenge. The very generous exemptions to the estate tax, combined with gifting, stepped-up basis upon death, and stretch IRAs mean that it's easier than ever to build a dynastic portfolio. Tax laws may change, and so much of the tax code is situational, married or single, other income, no other income, dividend income, or earned income, that no matter what we do, we're still only guessing what will result in multi-generational tax minimization. The future is very cloudy. As such, it's probably best to err on the conservative side, don't pay tax now if you don't have to, and take the Goldilocks approach, not too little, not too much. For the purposes of the Curry Cracker Dynasty, when looking beyond our own lifetime battle with RMDs, we'll still need to be a bit more aggressive. It looks like RMDs will require Junior to pay 12% tax rates through much of his adult lifetime. This tax rate would be a new reference point for tax minimization efforts. If we have the option of doing Roth conversions at a lower rate, then we should seize the opportunity. 
You just listened to part two of the post titled Multi-Generational Tax Minimization by Jeremy of GoCurryCracker.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. While I enjoy the sophisticated and strategic thinking in this article, I'm not convinced that tax planning for your heirs inheritance is the best use of time and energy. Tax laws are constantly changing. And while it's wise to be strategic about working to minimize our own lifetime tax burden, in theory, your heirs will receive this money at a time that they don't even need it. Rather than prioritizing a tax-optimized inheritance, if you really want to give your kids money, it might be more beneficial to give it to them when they're younger, before you die. There's a popular book called Die With Zero, where author Bill Perkins says, quote, for any income group you look at, the age of inheritance receipt peaks at around 60. In other words, if you were betting on how old someone will be when they inherit money, Assuming you know nothing else except that they stand to inherit, 60 is your best bet, end quote. This book also asserts that at a certain point, the money we leave behind becomes a representation of how much life we didn't live. If you really want to create a legacy, consider using your money to create what you want to see in the world or solve a problem that really bothers you. Some people feel it's their responsibility to leave their children an inheritance but I would challenge this line of thinking. From my perspective, it's our responsibility to help our children become financially literate so that they don't need our inheritance. From my perspective as a child of a financially secure parent, I hope my mom spends every single dollar living her best life. And I would love nothing more than for her to leave me nothing. But that's gonna do it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to both parts of this great post. And I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.